Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. As I mentioned there, just before we took a commercial break, Helena B. Scott is an author, historian, mental and light trance medium, and lots more besides. I don't even have to mention it because she's here in the studio with me. Good morning to you, Helena. Good morning, Alan. Nice to be back. I'll bring you a wee bit closer to that microphone there, if you don't mind. In fact, I'll give you a couple of microphones. <laughs> is that better? Yeah, we, 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 you've been with me before. How many yeah. years ago was it since you um, I think three, four years ago when um, I first released the book on Loftus Hall. Yeah. Which leads me very nicely in. So we were talking off air there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't like the word psychic, do you? No, no. I don't. Um, I think in um, present day has it has negative connotations. So um, a lot of people, um, I think, are not very honest uh, in this world. Um, and they take advantage of people. And I also don't do fortune telling for people. I don't do tarot cards for people. Um, I do use divination uh, for my research. Um for psychical research, but I don't do that for the public. Um, I don't think it's right to use my gifts for that. I use my gifts for investigations, historical investigations and murder cases. Do you really? Mm-hmm. And how successful have you been? Um, I mean, I have helped the police in the past on a number of cases finding children um, and I did my book on Loftus Hall and I uncovered a completely different story to what everybody has been hearing in the last few centuries and discovered some ley lines, so I'd say pretty successful. Right. Let, well, you mentioned Loftus Hall. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it then. What did you discover that was different to what we normally associate with it? The devil, etc., and going out through the roof. And I've been in there, and I have got a, an eerie presence when I was in there. So, what did you discover? So, the first thing I noticed, um, and I also lived in the area, was the energy of the land before I even got into the hall. Um, I work with sacred geography, so that's um, special meaning imbued into the land, and that gives the land a special energy of over the course of centuries. Now, Loftus Hall, the the land that's on it, is sacred geography. And part of sacred geography are ley lines. Ley lines were, the term was coined by Alfred Watkins, an archaeologist in 1925. Mm -hmm. He wrote a book, The Old Straight Track. And ley lines are invisible energy lines that run through sacred sites. Now, Loftus Hall, before that, all of that land was Norman land and the Templars were there. The Normans and Templars were known to build over pagan sites. Right. So one of the reasons they did that was to exorcise the pagan spirits and the pagan influence off the lands, but also because they believed that spirits and demons could only move in a straight line. So knowing this and feeling that the area was unusual, there were lots of buildings and what Watkins would have described as line markers, I looked at Billy Colfer's book which contains, as a beautiful book, maps throughout all the periods. I saw what had been removed, so Bronze Age burial mounds, ring forts, you know, all the ancient structures that were beneath the soil, and I realised that we had three ley lines. And ley lines tend to align to astronomical objects, okay. so... With Steve, we plotted my markers into uh, a software that gave us an alignment on a particular day. The day was Halloween, the 31st of October. Spooky. And the alignment was the Milky Way. And the Milky Way is considered a portal between worlds. But the Milky Way was also painted on the tiles of the floor of Loftus Hall, which is Masonic architecture, esoteric architecture. So that's not by chance. So what does all this tell us then? 
So what it tells us is that the people who built Loftus Hall before it was Loftus Hall, before Redmond Hall knew about energies, which is what I work in, they knew how to use the energy, yeah. uh, manipulate the energy for ritualistic purposes, but the Freemasons knew about that as well. And the family were Masonic. I discovered two of the Loftus family members that were founding knights over the Order of St. Patrick, which is among the two top three uh, Masonic orders in the world. Yeah. So the architecture, if you look at the hall, and you've been, you've been in I've Loftus been in Hall. I've been in it, yeah, several times. So you go the staircase, the numerology that's used, because um, there's numbers that repeat in the house, the geometric patterns, yeah. the square and the compass is on the floor, it's on the windows. Yeah. I don't know how historians miss that, I don't know how people have missed right. that, but that's, that's history. Do you see spirit? Yes. Not is see it, them, yeah. not see them as people. Right. Um, only 2% of mediums see actual spirits but we feel them so. Will you feel spirit in this building did you feel spirit when you came into um, this building I didn't particularly feel anything today but when I was here uh, with you a few years ago I did I did feel something what um, did you feel on that occasion it's just energy um, it could have been just the residual energy of the buildings so that can be memories that can be um, you know um, the the energy of a person if they had an angry moment if they had right. uh, and that's not just spirits that's also living people as well so do you so, believe in an afterlife then? yes I do, do I do you? I'm a member of the ghost club uh, I'd yeah. like to mention that because the ghost club is the world's oldest um, research association on paranormal phenomena. Charles Dickens, W.B. Yeats, Arthur Conan Doyle were members. Um, mm. Set up in 1862. Right. Um, and they believed in the afterlife. So where do you think we go then? Where, where does spirit go? Well, some people would talk about reincarnation. That mm. we go where ever we're meant to go some of us don't go there some of us stay behind mm. and when we stay behind um, it tends to be because we have unfinished business maybe it was a traumatic death and we don't know that we're dead we're confused and some people don't want to leave this life right. and some people are kept here when a husband sometimes says or the wife says to the husband don't leave me don't die before me that's actually a contract that you're making at the time even though you don't realize it and when that person dies he's going to be kept by the wife who needs him you, you were telling me that uh, you, you have dealt with criminal investigation yes, and yes. you've had experiences. How does this happen? Does it happen when you're asleep or when do you get these experiences that, um, that help a criminal investigation? All the time. So one of the things that Tony Stockwell, the UK's leading trance uh, and psychic uh, detective, ta taught me because I did a workshop with him. Um, and I asked him, I said, Tony, sometimes um, when I touch things, when I'm working on a case, I don't get the um, information immediately. Sometimes it's months or weeks. And he told me one thing, which I now believe it's true, that it takes a while for the soul to process that because our human mind, our human conscious mind is more active than the soul. So once we quieten that down, sleep, for example, the state in between waking up and going to sleep, that's when we experience theta brainwaves, yeah. which are the same brainwaves that mediums experience in trans mediumship. Right, okay. That's when you can perceive signs from the universe or information that your subconscious has collected, but your conscious is stopping it from, from reaching. What do you think happens when we're asleep and we're dreaming? What is that? Can you um, put a handle on that? Well, I don't specialise in, yeah. in that area. Um, but I mean, obviously, um, we can tap into our subconscious. Um, and when we're dreaming, um, like I mentioned before, we do enter that theta brainwave state, which is an altered state. Yeah. Um, and that allows you to do trans mediumship, to receive messages from the other world, you know, yeah. um, even though you're kind of asleep, kind of awake, but you are 
enough awake to remember okay. afterwards. So yeah. that's yeah. the best point for transmediumship. I'm led to believe that the first ever international uh, paranormal convention is mm-hmm. going to take place in Uras next year, is it? What's it happening? is, it is. So that's being organised by two colleagues of mine who I really respect. Mary um, Nolan, who worked at Loftus Hall. She was a tour operator in Loftus Hall, very knowledgeable in history, yeah. good friend. And Anthony Kerrigan, the head of Ghost Era, one of Ireland's leading paranormal groups. Right. So they got together, they organised this convention for the 18th of February 2023 in St. Michael's Theatre in New Ross. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have, I'm a speaker there, it's going to have celebrity, world-renowned speakers like Steve Parsons, uh, former head of the SPR, and obviously an author of Ghostology, Parascience, um, Dr. Callum Cooper, Dr. Kieran O'Keefe. So it's it's they're a, it's, all going to be there. Yeah, yeah, they're all going to be there, and it's a day for people to come in. It's a whole day and listen to different lectures on different topics and learn yeah. and share. Have you had frightening experiences while the journey you've been on? Yes, I have. Um, what? Can you share one of them with me? Yeah, but I've also had good experiences as well. Well, share one of each then. Okay, so frightening experiences um, in Loftus Hall. Um, I really don't like the top floor of Loftus Hall. And if you've been there, maybe you've noticed that the energy is different on the very top. Um, So one of the times I was there, and I was there with Steve, he mentioned in a podcast that we did, um, it was 12 o'clock, lunch bright daylight um, and I just wanted to go around and just feel if the energy had changed and I was just putting my hands uh, on the walls and suddenly I got this feeling in the pit of my stomach that I knew we had to get out of there I just right. knew we had to get out of there and I didn't say anything to Steve but he always tells a story is that he saw the colour of my cha- of my face drain away and I almost collapsed after that the energy was that intense um, what do you think it was? I think there um, obviously there's the souls of the living in that place then we have the ancient energies of ley lines affecting that place which can be manipulated by evil or good spirits they can be manipulated uh, in both ways but there is something much darker in that house and I wouldn't say it's the devil um, when we talk about negative entities, uh, we don't really talk about the devil, there are negative entities, there are demons, there are uh, souls that become uh, negative elementals as well, like in Lep Castle, so it could be one of those, I don't know because I haven't spent huh. enough time to investigate it All right. And then to conclude our chat with you mm-hmm. a happy memory then, a happy experience um, a happy experience. Um, I think I've learned a lot um, in Loftus Hall uh, from the spirits there. Um, and they have pointed me to many clues. Like even in research that was verified in Dublin in the National uh, Vault. Um, just things that, you know, I just knew. It's called clear cognizance when you just know something to be true but you can't have any proof. But then later, like Anne's uh, birth date, it was verified in family documents. Now, in 1922, there was a fire in Dublin so the official documents would have burned. Uh, But I was able to discover afterwards in the vault some documents which proved things that I was finding. So that was a really nice feeling of of kind of collaboration and, you know, um, togetherness and, and not everything about the other world is spooky and horrible and is there to scare you. You have to remember that these people once alive and some of them are behind not by their own choice. They don't even know. I think mm. Anne Totten doesn't know that she's dead. So... Yeah. Look, it's absolutely fascinating Helena. Uh, maybe we'll ramble down uh, and go on a journey uh, uh, to one of these places that you're familiar with at some stage over the coming months. I'd love to do that. Mm, yes. well, thank you for joining me in studio today. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Give away. You have a little prize to give away. Yeah. Go ahead and yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to let people know that I'm doing a series of workshops, and one of them will be in Feathered on Sea this Saturday, 16th of July, and I'm yeah. giving away a ticket, okay. uh, a free workshop ticket for that one. Have you a little question for them? Um, no. Make it easy. I was going I, to make I, it easy, actually. You I just know? get them to text in your name, Helena B. Yeah, Scott. Yeah. Helena. Helena. B. Helena. <laughs> Helena. Helena B. Scott. All right, Helena. Thank you. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views.